Welcome back to another episode of Beer Junk Squad. This is Tim speaking, uh, alcoholic, and I'm here with Kai, and I'm alcoholic as well. And we are so blessed to have uh, another special guest with us, uh, Derek. Yeah, that's me. Uh, Derek, I'm an alcoholic and I go by he. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, so um, yeah, welcome. We're so, we're so glad that we uh, finally have you here. And um, although we're in this, you know, this, this scape of, uh, you know, online virtual meetings and stuff like that but we're so so lucky to have you here so thank you so much for being here um so a little backstory of myself and derek we go way back um well almost just over a year i guess just when you came into the rooms right derek yeah uh, yeah about a year and a half now i think uh yeah and um yeah i just uh i i don't know i appreciate you as a person and your story and just like watching you grow as well because i mean i had the you know, the uh, privilege of seeing you just come into this, come into the rooms and then like kind of see you blossom into the man you are today. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I'm always like, so uh, yeah, so honored to watch people grow, especially people that are like, yeah, like that I feel have something special and that's definitely you. So um, yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Tim. that being said, I would love to, uh, yeah, ask you, um, yeah, just to share a little bit on your own, um, your own story, if you'd like, just to fill in the viewers or the, or the listeners. <laughs> um, for sure. Yeah. Um, so like I said, my name's Derek. Uh, I'm an alcoholic. Hey, Derek. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm, um, 26 years old and, uh, like I said, got sober about a year and a half ago. Um, first came into the program about six months before that. Um, so it didn't take immediately, but uh, you know, didn't take too long to, to stick either. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I started drinking and uh, you know, smoking pot when I was 14, um, 14, 15. Uh, before that, I'd um, been kind of kind of an odd kid, didn't have a lot of friends, but otherwise had a great childhood. Parents who uh, were present and um, loving and affectionate and supportive. Um, but yeah, for some reason, just it never felt like I fit in. Uh, self-esteem was an issue. Constantly just comparing myself to others. Um, you know, trying to set myself apart by excelling at the couple things I was good at. And, you know, when I uh, got a little older and realized that, you know, maybe I wasn't the the smartest or the the most artistic, I was just, you know, uh, more or less average. um, I had to look for another way to set myself apart. And um, yeah, drinking and drugs came into play uh, fairly early on, like I said. And um, suddenly I had friends and, uh, I had, uh, you know, a different kind of self-esteem. I was cool, you know? Um, so, uh, that went on for quite some time, um, through high school, uh, things just kind of accelerated. And by the time I was out of high school, I was working in restaurants, um, and was bartending as soon as I was legal to do so. Um, and just kind of got swept up in the nightlife, uh, scene and the drinking and the drugs became my identity even more so, um, that was going to be my career. Um, (laughs) you know, I was, yeah, I was going to get my like wine certification and be a sommelier, work in like (laughs) fancy restaurants and just be a professional alcoholic. Um. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plan, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, you know, that industry, I think, lends itself well to, to people with maybe substance abuse issues. Um, you know, I was working a lot of nights, didn't have to get up early in the morning, and yet still found myself struggling to wake up in time for work after nights of partying and, um, you know, unmanageability 
manifested in a lot of ways. One of those was uh, poor job performance and lack of reliability. So uh, lots, of, lots of lost jobs and, you know, that certainly didn't affect how much I was spending on, on alcohol and on drugs. So uh, finances caught up with me really fast as well. Uh, damaged a lot of relationships. Most of my friends who I'd made partying in high school uh, started to grow up and grow out of it a little bit. I did not. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, by the time I did make it into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous, I, um, I uh, was quite in debt and uh, had no friends left. My family were on their very last straw with me. Um, and, um, yeah, I just... You know, the things that brought me into the rooms uh, were not even the worst things that happened to me while I was drinking and using. Um, I just, uh, that was the time that I couldn't pick myself back up and uh, go do it all over again. I just was worn out. I was tired and uh, I was ready to find a solution. And um, yeah thank goodness something was looking out for me and I found my way into AA and uh, very quickly um, found a good network of really um, helpful and generous and kind, uh, responsible members who today I'm proud to call some of my best friends, um, oh. uh, such as yourself, Tim. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, found a great sponsor and, um, started working some of the steps, um, you know, that was doing a set of steps, I think was the first time that I had set out to accomplish a task and followed through with it and completed it since I was maybe 12 or 13 years old. <laughs> so, you know, that's, that's a good way to build up some self-esteem and that certainly was what it did for me. And, you know, um, Part of living by the program of Alcoholics Anonymous is doing esteemable things like being honest and uh, being of service. And, uh, you know, those were concepts that, um, you know, just were foreign to me, I guess, before I came in. They were things I had no practice in doing, really. And it took someone showing me how to, to live my life that way um, to um yeah for me to be able to i guess to put that yeah. into practice um and as i just did it more and more and um you know every day made the decision to be honest and um to turn my will over to a power greater than myself the easier it got to do that and you know today obviously I still struggle with some things and, um, you know, have challenges like anybody does, but I have, uh, I have methods of dealing with them that I've learned through, um, through doing the steps and through participating in the program. And, um, yeah, that's basically what's gotten me to where I'm at today. I'm just starting my second set of steps. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> step one so revisiting a lot of the things that brought me into the rooms and um it's a little funny <laughs> it's a little sad <laughs> but it sure makes me grateful to be where i am today so oh thanks yeah. awesome. so much derek oh my yeah. goodness i could like like i mean i've heard bits of your story like throughout the the time that we've known each other and um yeah, I mean, and, and, and also, like, just realizing how much I resonate with so much of, like, what you, what you, um, what you shared um, with um, one being just, like, you know, still trying to fit into, you know, like, you know, um, especially, like, growing up and, like, kind of being, like, this weird, awkward kid and then, like, you know, and then just trying to find identity through, like, the, um, through substances, right? And, like and then that being that like the career <laughs> you know like I was like yeah if like you could get paid to be like a you know party kit like you know I, I can highlight like I totally relate to all that and uh yeah thank you so much and um 
yeah, and then also hearing, like, you know, the fact that, like, you know, the, the kind of the, the dwindle of, like, you know, friendships and stuff like that, too, right? Mm-hmm. And um, how do you, like, I mean, because today we were going to talk about a little bit of fellowship, so that kind of works well into, you know, where we might have come from, especially coming into the rooms and where um, we, you know, I mean, like, now we're rebuilding these relationships, but, like, in, in these healthier forms. Like, what, how does that... Or what do you think that looks, or how does that look like now for you? Like, especially like during this time, even like where mm-hmm. we're um, kind of quarantined, but like, you know, what are, what are some ways that you're maybe like still connecting in, in, in especially in recovery? Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there were a few questions in there, I guess, but uh, there was. <laughs> <laughs> try to break it down a bit. Um, I mean, in terms of repairing the relationships that I had damaged, like, um, uh, that really was like the most significant thing that brought me into the rooms. Like if I didn't have, um, people that I had cared about that I like pushed away and, and effectively lost from my life, um, you know, I wouldn't have cared that I was broke. I wouldn't have cared what like how sad the rest of my life got really um if it wasn't for for knowing how good it could be with those people in my life um and so rebuilding those relationships uh was definitely a gradual process um because you know they had most of the people that uh that I damaged my relationships with had heard it all before. Like I was going to change. I just, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I was going to do this differently or try this and, you know, I was going to be better, but obviously never really lasted. So, um, you know, that's, that's another great thing. The sequence that the steps are laid out in. Um, I think it's probably helpful that, um, you know, making amends comes a little bit later in the program. And mm-hmm. by the time that I was ready to to actually approach some of the people that I had really hurt with my uh, addictions, um, you know, they'd already seen a, a difference demonstrated and uh, like at least to some extent. And um, yeah. Uh, and then as far as like building new relationships within recovery, like... Um, I wouldn't say that that was the easiest thing for me to do either. Uh, I can be a little bit reserved and, um, obviously being newly sober and meeting dozens and dozens of people, uh, (laughs) you know, I, I still was on pretty shaky ground in terms of self-esteem and, you know, feeling like I was being judged and, you know, comparing myself to people, um, which, uh, I, I can't even tell you how many times I was told not to do that. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's no, good no, advice. No. Um, a lot easier to, to give that piece of advice than to take it, but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> uh, like, I can completely, yeah, relate to like, even just like coming into the rooms and like, just like, you know, still having all the guard up from like what you came from. Right. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. it's sober and then like, you know, it's still having that, like, you know, like, oh, like, you know, more people are trying to, like, come in, right? And you're still trying to, like, you know, kind of heal from, from you know, like, you know, your past, right? And, mm-hmm. and, 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 like, of course, like, there's so much discomfort in that, too, right? So, yeah, yeah. I can really play. <laughs> and, like, especially, um, you know, in a, in a lot of the queer meetings, um, mm-hmm. coming in, I had a really... Um, difficult time um i think with other gay men and uh you know tended to to view um any relationship that i had with them either as transactional to some extent Mm. um you know like just a give and take they want something from me or i want something from them or in sort of like a superficially competitive way Mm. um so I think it took a while for me to to really open up to the idea of, um, you know, people wanting to get to know me and wanting to, to be supportive of me without any ulterior motives. Mm. Um, 
and whether you know that is something that I actually experienced to the way the extent that I felt like I did or not like that's up for question that might have largely been in my head but um again that's another barrier like you mentioned that oh. I have to break down my goodness yes and like <laughs> oh my god yeah um and especially yeah now you speaking of that like just totally reminds me of like yeah, like my whole upbringing and <laughs> recovery and going to like gay meetings and the, and the fact that sometimes I don't go to certain meetings because of still some of those, you know, even after a few years of being sober, there's still this like, you know, and like, you know, Kai and I have gone through so many sets of steps together with a lot of that being, you know, some of the underlinings of like, you know, some of the things I'm still you know, trying to either approach or like, you know, work, work through in, in ways that like, you know, I yeah, it, it can be a lot, and, and you said it so beautifully, like, yeah, and it kind of articulate, and, um, and, like, in a way that, like, you know, you're coming to this realization, like, pretty early, like, early compared to what I can, what, what it took me to get through some of this, right, so, yeah, good for you, and, um, right, Ty? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. why are you looking at me? <laughs> uh, no, for, for me, just like, you, you can, yeah, you can vouch. <laughs> well, for me, it's really interesting what uh, you were talking about in terms of rebuilding trust that really resonated for me, because when I first came in the rooms, uh, I was really struggling with my word not having any currency whatsoever. Like, I could say all kinds of things, and I did. And I meant them at the the time that I spoke them, even when in active addiction. And and then I couldn't follow through on them. And that was very painful, um, not just to me, but also to to the people that I was with. And so um, that that was very haunting uh, to to be even while I was doing all this uh, active work in my own sobriety to um, rebuild that trust. Uh, it was frustrating at the like first year. Mm -hmm. When I would say stuff, and people were like, mm, "We'll see, we'll, we'll see it when I believe it when I see it," right? Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm not be like, "No," but I'm changed, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that, you know, I had done enough harm that I needed that they needed that time and space to, um, to kind of regain that, and that was a step by step process. And I wanted it to happen right away, right? Like, I've gone into the rooms of AA, and that was a very difficult and challenging step, and that should be enough, right, mm -hmm. for you to see that I've changed. Um, but that's not fair, you know. And and only in hindsight can I realize that that's the time they needed to rebuild that trust, and that I also needed that time, like you were saying, Derek. The, the the fact that we have all these lead up steps to when we make amends is purposeful and intentional that we have some sort of uh, for our own sake to to be able to see the things that we're doing to sh demonstrate to ourselves and to others that we we are changing that we have mm -hmm. changed in some respects and that um, a new way is possible uh, and because when I was in early sobriety there was a situation in which I was there was somebody who really wanted me to give them a, an amends and despite what my um uh sponsor was saying i made that amends kind of under duress uh, uh. and because i wanted them to feel better but i wasn't ready I, it wasn't authentic apology at all because i didn't know or understand what i had done right and so like piecing that all together is really important and it may feel frustrating at first, but it's really key to our own sobriety and our own relationships with others. So I thought that was like such a good point. Um, yeah. 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 Because I mean, like really the steps come in this sequence because you know, yeah. the, the, the way that they, you know, like it, 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 for a reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if we were to like rush through it, skip one or like, <laughs> that's you know, optional, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Step four is optional for sure. <laughs> You know, I mean, yeah, because it could do it could do more harm than good, right? If yeah. we, you know, um, totally. if we if we don't, you know, approach them in a way. I mean, like, I mean, there are different styles of like doing steps where like people do like boot camps and stuff sure. like that too, and like, um, you know, usually within a group and through like, you know, um, like me personally, I think that like taking because I mean, when we come into the rooms, we want to be fixed right away, right? Yeah. We want like, and we want this like new thing that people are like kind of like telling or like you know sharing their stories they're like oh yeah and i have all this and it's just like i want this right now like, that. You know, it's just like, <laughs> for me now man like i had to be told mm -hmm. so many times and like really have that like one day at a time really sink into me one day at a fucking time like seriously and like you know and 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 then like 
there was, you know, midway through, it was kind of like, oh, like, I'm really okay with, like, pacing myself on this shit, right? Because it's like, yeah, because, um, yeah, because, I, I, like, rush it, you know, like, rushing it's not going to get through it, right? Like, just like in any job or anything, right? We don't do it, like, you know, we'll, we'll miss the step or something, right? Like, towards, like, getting something done, like, you know, you know, to the best, right, of our abilities, I guess. Yeah. I <laughs> and for me, too, there's been a bit of a parallel track between when we're talking about queer, queer fellowship uh, in AA to where kind of coming to terms with myself and getting more comfortable with myself, which uh, has taken many years and still on that journey, uh, to how it correlates with how comfortable I am with queer people in fellowship right mm -hmm. and the, in that the more comfortable I become with myself the more comfortable I am with other queers right yeah. and so it's like this interesting relationship and of course there's a bit of a chicken and egg issue like I mean I kind of see it as you know inwardly focused outwardly expressed but I mean there's also ways that we can help each other by being there for one another that can influence a, a more positive um, relationship with you know that person with themselves right um so okay. it's it's kind of interesting but those those have to kind of run together um for me at least in my experience yeah yeah no totally and um yeah it's it, it, yeah so fellowship <laughs> fellowship you know a ton of us, right? <laughs> it's not fellow uh one person canoe <laughs> it's like i was I, like honestly i came up with that earlier today and i'm like it sounded really good in my head but, like, <laughs> well, you managed to work <laughs> it in like, so this alone right and that's kind of what the whole thing and it's like it's so interesting because um for a long time like you hear the word fellowship and a lot of people go to that like immediate like kind of like fellowship of like you know christ or something you know or some kind of churching churching that's the new uh like a you know kind of a more religious kind of view on it right and then um in actually in the end of my home group they have a passage that actually describes what fellowship is you know like you're like join us in fellowship and for anyone that doesn't know what fellowship is it's just aa speak for like socializing right and um yeah, for the longest time, I didn't really grasp the idea that this was part of the program, but it's so crucial to like, mm -hmm. you know, and now I almost look at meetings where like, I'm excited to go to them because of that, right? Because of the, because of the like joining and like the, the getting to like, getting to see, you know, people that like, you know, you see once a week or whatever, right? Yeah. Took a while to get there though, because I mean, yeah, honestly, like sometimes I went to meetings and like ran the fuck out right after, right? So, and like, especially in those like, you know, where something's come up or like, you know, a certain share or even your share brought things up. It can, I mean, I find that fellowship can be really helpful in those, in those ways too, right? Because we have that ability to be able to like talk it out after, even if we had, you know, if we had something that came up during the meeting you still have have another um like another kind of way to like expressing you know either what you were really saying or or being able to talk more of your feelings out um or just uh, or and getting getting like a little bit of feedback i guess too right <laughs> or like for me it's like kind of like you know um if i've shared at a meeting and i'm feeling a little like share shame like i need to hear like you know someone did like tell me that it's like oh no it was you know i thought your share was great like, okay. <laughs> you know i could go on like living another day <laughs> yeah i've had plenty of times where um people will try to reassure me while while i'm share shaming myself and i i'm just yeah. not convinced it doesn't work anyway but yeah <laughs> um, but yeah certainly i mean um having a group of like like-minded people who are all sort of on the same page of trying to better themselves um, and, you know, be helpful to others and live by a certain set of principles is really like, I think necessary to like help you um, grow and, and like get back to feeling like you're a part of something. Cause uh, that, I mean, was one of the, small small upsides to uh, my drinking career that I felt like I was losing when I was first getting sober right is this crowd of you know people with similar interests <laughs> yeah those were just uh you know getting loaded um 
um, and you know, it was also a, an incentive, right? Like, um, sort of a, um, a, a testament to how well the program works to be able to go to a room and see uh, all of these people who, um, you know, you you like and uh, respect and um, enjoy their company and and look up to and like that's if you apply the the principles of the program like that's what you have to look forward to as well well yeah and then to actually be genuinely happy to see those people and for those people yeah. to genuinely like genuinely be happy to see you because i know near the end of my like people are like oh fuck <laughs> like you know like <laughs> near the end of my drinking career or like you know being like because you know the relationship started to like tatter a little bit when it came to like you know especially with like the you know the antics that we get into when we're you know like using substances and stuff like that like it was mainly like you know just mm -hmm. a like a give and take relationship near the well for myself i should just speak for myself or my own my own like kind of you know my party days anyways like that's kind of what it looked like right like you know it was just yeah. a give and take of like this and it wasn't like it wasn't a com you know it wasn't you know, union or community in any way anymore right it was just like what can i get from you what will you give to me kind of thing right and now like there is this genuine like you know because like you said derek like i love being able to go to meetings especially ones that i haven't been to in a while and then i'm just like bombarded by people that i'm like yay <laughs> you know like so excited to see and like so excited to be able to like talk with them later like after the meeting or mm -hmm. you know and 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 and, I, and then that expands into like having having these relationships and friendships like you know i mean I'll, I'll speak of like mine and yours derek like i mean they came from like just you know talking with you after you know uh a few meetings and then like we we just started to like you know build something that we've now been able to take outside of the rooms right and like be mm -hmm. able to like hang out do yoga go coffee just you know drop a line at any time right and not have to you know just know that you're like we have each other in each other's corners that we don't have to like you know constantly be around but that was built from you know the the, the rooms of aa right so which yeah super grateful by the way <laughs> so cool yeah. uh, I have a question for you all. What do you think is, or for in your experience, what's the the difference between having a queer, uh, like a normal, like a normie group of queers, versus a <clears throat> sober group of queers? Because like we have these intersecting identities, so to mm -hmm. speak, right? I mean, we have um, we're sober people uh, and we're queer people, and then we combine the two in this AA queer context. Um, and it uh, it does different things, right? Uh, and so I'm always curious how people experience those differences. Like the differences between, yeah, so the differences between normie queers and AA queers. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to say, like, I, I feel, I feel like I have a higher percentage of queer AA folks, mm. like, in my, in my immediate, like, you know, surroundings or life even um partly because i mean and I, I guess it can be you know i mean like there's probably a little bit of statistics to do with that too but i mean our our like if you're not sober you're probably maybe partying <laughs> a little bit within like certain certain maybe uh, subcategories of maybe queers you know in, in a sense i i don't want to yeah i don't want to come off as like generalizing anything at all but i mean like there definitely is i mean and 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 to speak of like even just from my own from my own story of like going through and the reasons why i fucking drank was because i was queer you know and because i was you know fighting the battle of like you know identity in some way and then like having to like you know try to like cover it up by having something to like soothe all that pain right mm -hmm. and now so yeah i find i mean you know but i have dated people that are normies i mean and or had you know like talked with them as well but yeah i feel that like I think I have a larger a larger percentage of people that are just like AA people, you know, that are queer and like, yeah, it's a pretty diverse group too, I would say too, right? Like nice. it's not just like, <laughs> you know, because I think even earlier within my, you know, in my party stages, it was like men, <laughs> that was it. It's like, right, you know, right. I had maybe one or two like lesbian friends that like, <laughs> 
you know, there's this kind of like, you know, but there's always that like kind of underlining, like, you know, it's probably a little, you know, a little uh, old now to to say, but you know, there was like always like a little bit of a tension between like, you know, these like civil rival rivalry. Right? Mm-hmm. And now, and now I'm like, no, I feel that like I, I, I definitely diversified my, my, my groupings and like, you know, um, and, and you know, for, yeah, just because I mean, people are people, right. Rather than mm-hmm. like having this and like, kind of like what had, what Derek was saying too about like, or well, I don't even know if it's Derek saying, but, um, about like, you know, being in these groups. Right. And then, um, yeah, actually, I, I don't even know where I was going with that one. <laughs> nice. Maybe I was going with myself. Anyways, Derek, you answer. <laughs> um, well, I would also have to agree that, you know, the vast majority of, of queer friends that I have, I have made through AA. Um, I don't think I was really much of an active member of the queer community even before um before coming to AA although I was out for for like I think eight years or something before I I came into the rooms like I um I grew up in the suburbs and um you know when I eventually did get to the point where I was like going out to gay bars and um doing like the odd like thing associated with queer culture uh it was like primarily for one reason or two reasons right was to um get drunk and get high and dance and uh you know hopefully find someone to go home with Um, you know uh hookup sites were also like um you know they seemed like such a gift at the time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'd rarely meet someone on there that I'd want to have uh, mm-hmm. any kind of platonic uh, or, like, mutually supportive and mm-hmm. um, emotionally intimate relationship with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the best I could kind of hope for was, like, a one- or two-month fling that would end poorly and, you know... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't really until I came into the rooms that I, uh, you know, found a place where um, people in the queer community kind of congregate uh, socially without the expectation of, um, or at least the expectation that I perceived uh, of, um, you know, anything physical or mm. romantic happening, um, where people were just out to, you know, um, make connections based on something other than hmm. the superficial things they were up to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and for me, it's, uh, it's kind of a mixed bag. I, I do ironically not as many queer people, which sounds odd cause I'm on this podcast, uh, <laughs> in, in, in AA, uh, actually I have probably more within the normie sphere of things. But oh. of those that I uh, hang out with, they are not drinkers either at all for their own reasons, not related to AA, uh, or they're light drinkers, right? So mm-hmm. I, it's on a spectrum and I'm on the, they're on the other side, not intentionally, just because of the things that we're interested in, there's mutual interests and, and so forth. But I think that's what um, kind of provides that bond is that we have an interest other than some, there's another interest related. It's not just because we're queer, right? Of course, I think in either side, whether with related to AA or not, it is nice to have queer friends because there's a certain degree that you don't have to explain things, right? They're yes. either understood uh, by personal experience or one could imagine, right? If it's not directly related to one. Yeah, completely. And yeah. I think, I think, I think there's such a, like a relief of being able to like share a space with people that you don't yeah. have to explain. Like, you know, like there's so many times where I've had to like, you know, explain what topping and bottoming was <laughs> to people or like, or what like, or what certain uh, like, you know, um, anagramic, like, you know, like lingo meant or like, you know, what, you know, and like, what's a bear? I mean, as much as I, <laughs> as much as I want to fulfill, and as as much as I want to, like, you know, completely, Educate. you know, there is still that, like, or even having to explain, like, a reason why maybe there was a discomfort in something, like, oh, like, or even like, 
you know, like, it, I'm sure you've all had experienced those friends who are like, oh, like, I would, if I was gay, I'd, I'd be able to date every, or like, I'd be like having sex with everyone. It's just like, yeah. you don't understand some of the, like, you know, the other parts of that, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, and like how, how it, like, you know, like, it's not like just because, uh, you know, like for a straight cis person to like see another straight cis person, it's not like it's an automatic, like, boom, like, attraction, right? Like, it's the same thing with, like, you know? I, 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 like, I don't even know why I'm explaining this, you know? Like, but, Break um, it down yeah. for us, Tim. So I, I know, right? Break it down for us, because I'm not sure how queer I am. Like, you know, um, like, yeah, I feel so comforted in, like, knowing that I do have, yeah, like, having queer friends that, like, you know, like, there's one less thing that you have to, like, either guard yourself about or yeah. prepare yourself to like have to explain i mean it's the same as being like you know like having to explain like being gender you know like or like your pronouns and stuff like that too right there's so much you know there, you take so much space you know in having to like you know either like be misgendered all the time or to like you know have to explain to you know folks or have to tell them and and then and then have to correct them you know like there's yeah there's so many elements to that whole thing that yeah i mean and that's why it's so great to have um like a platform and like other spaces for you know it's so important it's not to segregate but it's to like be able to like you know like to be able to mend and like um and like heal and also like just and, and just to be right like in those in those spaces i think Oh. You can go deeper faster because oh, you of can go so hand. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Girl, I can go so deep. <laughs> Tell us about no. <laughs> um, yeah, just that there's a particular shorthand, there's less explaining, and then as a result, you can go further into the topics uh, yeah. of need. And you can, I mean, there's some things that I won't talk about in a, a mixed group scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, because it just feels too vulnerable versus if I'm in a queer space, I'm happy and able to go oh. there. And it's so it's, I need to talk about these things. That's the thing. And like, where do you find that space otherwise? Um, another thing I really appreciate about a queer folks is that similarly with the shorthand with queer versus not queer, I have a shorthand with a queer AA folks, right? So not having, like, there's certain, like, with my queer folks, my normie queer folks, I can't generally talk about higher power. Like, I could, but I kind of lose them, right? Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like, uh, okay. Um, some of them are spiritually oriented, and then we can talk about those things. But generally, there's just not as much of that. And I think, too, within the queer community, we have a hard time talking about spirituality in general. It's kind of looked down on, mainly because of the hist- history and legacy around Christianity, yeah. Uh, and it's, you know, um, kind of um, casting us into stigmatized states. So it's understandable, but it also cleaves us off from those really important discussions, which I'm yeah. so thankful I get to have in AA with queer mm-hmm. folks. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I loved how you, yeah, like, I mean, and, and how you spoke of, like, like, you know, the, the, spa- the certain spaces of, like, what you share and what you don't share and stuff like that, too. Because that was, like, a big thing for me. Like, my first, like, three or four years like I like you know taking even taking cakes and stuff there's so much left out like from like being able to like you know and I think that kind of like hindered some of my some of my growth in this in this program right because of the you know like the inability to be able to like speak truthfully and tr- speak my truth speak my truth in in in, in, in kind of like the, the story right and I think it wasn't until like you know you're I mean, I'm finding a queer space to like finally feel super comfortable with, and then after that, even being asked at straight meetings to attend, and then start talking about those gay things mm-hmm. and be like, "Cause yeah, how do you like me now, bitch?" You know, <laughs> kind of or like, you know, um, yeah. I mean, I still, I still laugh. Actually, Derek was at the the meeting I shared at on like Christmas or something. And I called it everyone. Was gay. <laughs> yeah, and, it, like, was, it was, and so it was epic. It was, like, it was so good. <laughs> So brought the house down. Yeah, it was was just like it was so like, and and even like you know, and to like put all the like things together and be like, oh, it's Christmas, and I'm at like a church, and I'm gonna tell everyone that I'm gay. Like you know, it was it was yeah. So I mean, like definitely finding and and I I would have to say that the help of having spaces 
to like you know start to like dig up some of this mm-hmm. some of this stuff that like makes us being you know and allows us to be like represent you know represent our people without mm-hmm. you know and in the and represent ourselves actually you know and, and be a representation of you know who you are truly rather than you know mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. i think <laughs> yeah, yeah i still sure. laugh um kai's like your home group is like the straightest meeting that I've ever well, That was going to be another question is uh, straight. Well, I say straight, but there, no, no group is straight. Right. But um, the kind of uh, mainstream meetings, mainstream meetings okay. versus uh, the uh, LGBT groups within AA and having those different experiences. You already started to talk about it, right? Where there, there is maybe some hesitation, especially- Especially initial. early on, I would say. Like, you know, I think I think there was, you know, and I, I definitely went to some of the, you know, some of the other groups that I don't actually go to as much now, but I did go to those ones. And there was still discomfort in even the queer meetings, right? Mm-hmm. Because there was uh, like, like, I think that like, um, Derek kind of uh, touched on it with, um, you know, like what what's coming out of these relationships, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, like, is it going to be, you know, uh, like, are you talking to me because you want something, or am I talking to you because I think mm. you're attractive? You know, like, I would, I definitely lean towards the more attractive, and then like it'd be weird, be like, I'm asking for a number because I just want to have a fellow to talk to, not a uh, you know a date or whatever, you know, or vice versa. Like sometimes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but of course, being in my first year, I didn't want to do that. Um, yeah, so... So um, is there less of that in a mainstream meeting? Less of what? Like this wondering whether people want to date you or vice versa. <laughs> oh, yeah, completely. <laughs> uh, so there is like, some benefit to going to mainstream meetings. Like, yeah, to see my girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, I would say that I found that, especially, um, you know, when I was very early. Um, not that I wouldn't still find myself um you know rousing the room uh maybe a little bit um, (laughs) truth be told (laughs) truth be told you you heard it um, here first folks (laughs) (laughs) you know because um my actual options were maybe a little more limited in those meetings it wouldn't be as uh as distracting i guess Mm. um no, but I mean that's you know that's really a small um, thing and and something that I I got over fairly quickly, um, uh, you know, and it it only took a little while for for um, you know my experience of the queer meetings to to be that like these are people who really genuinely um, support each other and are uh, you know just friends and they're not looking for anything. They're not trying to get anything that's, um, it's really an authentic bond that these people have. Mm. Um, and so I was able to open myself up a little bit more to it. And, um, you know, I, uh, my, my meeting, my home group is, um, uh, a mainstream meeting, I guess you would say, but you know, it's in a part of the city as are most of the meetings that I go to where like, even the mainstream meetings are like a fairly sizable queer contingent. So, um, yeah. Um, and I think that that is important just because, um, you know, while every, every member of Alcoholics Anonymous, like we share, um, you know, our common disease that brought us into the rooms and there's going to be aspects of our story that, uh, of all of our stories that we'll be able to relate to. Um, and certainly you want to look for the similarities more than the differences, but, um, it's still helpful, I think, to have, um, you know, people whose stories you can really hear yourself in and who have, uh, had similar life experiences and have similar backgrounds so that, you know, when, um, issues come up that are particular maybe to your experience, Mm -hmm. they have some um some first-hand knowledge and some wisdom to impart um as, as i mentioned i um grew up in the suburbs and uh, i was living there until fairly recently uh, i moved back in with my parents when i uh, bottomed out and was first trying to get sober so um you know i was going to a, a number of meetings out there and um 
while I often heard a very strong message and, you know, any meeting is better than no meeting. Like I always mm -hmm. left with something. Um, certainly it, uh, it was a little bit more difficult to see myself as part of that fellowship that was maybe a little bit more homogenous um, mm -hmm. in terms of uh, background and, you know, uh, age range as well. And, mm -hmm. you know, sort of, means and uh you know i i just personally appreciate a, a nice diverse group of folks um yeah so yeah completely and like yeah your like your own group is like yeah it's a pretty alternative like cool group as well um, and we got some queers yeah no, <laughs> totally and, and like and and like you mentioned it is in that awesome part of the city <laughs> that um yeah definitely has a little more yeah like yeah just like a different blend of folks as well which um yeah I, I tend to really appreciate and yeah I think yeah a lot of the meetings out here are on this side anyways seem to be a little more like that mm -hmm. except for a couple <laughs> there's like I mean you know I, I never generalize obviously right but yeah, no, I, I, um, I find having a queer meeting is great. Yeah, for me anyways. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just really nice. I, I think I'm constantly kind of circling in that, like, you know, because I really want to be, you know, just I, I want there to be that, like, that support for folks too, right? So, mm -hmm. yeah, to, and I mean, that's kind of the importance of, like, having people go to meetings, right? Um, you know, I mean, it's all about the newcomers, but I mean, it, it, like, the people also, like, you know, continuing to run a meeting as well which are like people of service and stuff too right so yeah well and for me i also like you were saying tim go to a mainstream meeting and it's been an interesting journey because you know i'm in my 11th year of sobriety now and for the longest time i've actually haven't really done too many queer meetings like not on a regular basis um and I'm finding myself these days desiring that, right? So I've done the mainstream thing. And while it's very cool and I like to be integrated and uh, the more comfortable I get with myself, the more, like you said, it doesn't matter, you know, like mm -hmm. it's just part of me and I'm happy and free to share as I need, yeah. whether people understand it or not. And there's certain things that I think are really important that are not happening and within a, a mainstream meeting that I feel a greater need for, which is interesting because I thought that would kind of dissolve and go away, but it's actually gotten stronger. Uh, yeah. And some of that has to do, like, for example, the preamble, right? Um, yeah. That we're a fellowship of people. Like, that seems really small to many people, but, like, that actually is really important on a number oh, of Oh, completely. Right? So like, we're not yeah. all about positions, but also that there's just certain spaces where I can go where those things are kind of already sorted out and I don't yeah. have to kind of be on edge about that right yeah yeah and I think that's yeah like that like you said there um Kai like that's and that's probably one of the main reasons I really like the whole group that I have because it's already laid out everything to be yeah. with like a, a non you know like non-gendered like you know um kind of way and then also like being able to have a space where everyone shares like even their pronouns and stuff like that mm -hmm. before yeah. or even you know um getting the meeting started and so like to to have that space created for people like i think it's super important because i mean it is such a i, I mean you know like a lot of our community we're quite vulnerable especially mm -hmm. and then on top of it there's something else that we have something quite you know like it's a double whammy. Signifying our, like, vulnerability, which is this, you know, just coming off of, like, the, the substances and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Where, yeah, a lot of people might not see it as important, but it's, like, yeah, like, to be able to come into a space and be gendered, right? Like, yeah. you know, especially when, like, you know, and if you were to go to, like, you know, one that, like, somebody just assumed your gender or, like, mm. or refer to you as something, you know, like, it, it, it would be, like, or to constantly just have to hear like you know men and women and not be mm -hmm. fucking yep. represented at all in that yep. right completely and erased i'm like what you know it, it's being erased totally and then like um and 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 it's just yeah no it, i mean i could go on <laughs> you know because i mean flips, flips the table. Table. <laughs> 
that's it. Goes offline again, like has to like, you know, like try to find their way back on. Um, but it gets me so robbed up. And that's kind of why, I, again, like I love being in, in, in the thick of like, you know, certain, uh, like a group that kind of is already on the forefront of like you know um if the changes are happening like throughout the whole thing and at least it's like you know has a little space here to be um to be integrated into you know and, and then um mm -hmm. yeah and to, and to have that space for folks shine and, the light where the rest of AA could go too without yeah, it being exactly. so scary because a lot of it is fear-based not that I want to get down into this topic, because that's a whole other kettle of fish. <laughs> oh my God, we were talking a little bit about it yesterday, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And so if you can have a group that, or a series of groups that's already done it and they haven't disintegrated, yeah. well, let's you know see what they're doing and what they're up to. But in any case. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, Derek, how does, uh, how does, like, you know, I mean, given that we're all, um, in our kind of lockdowns and quarantines and, um, you know, and just like the inability to be obviously in big groups of, um, I think I kind of asked this question earlier, but it was in, amongst a billion <laughs> other questions. And I, one, applaud you for being able to answer some of those questions, but thankfully Derek knows me, so Derek knows how like, great starts to work, and sometimes I get like very excitable and ask like 12 questions and like, uh, you know, um, but um, yeah, so like given that we're in our like little lockdowns and everything, how is, uh, like, how's your um, attendance to like meetings, but also how's your like, you know, your socializing and fellowship, how's that looking right now? Yeah. Um, well, at first, um, I have to say I was like fairly resistant to wanting to go to any of the Zoom meetings. Um, you know, I like my in-person meetings. I like the energy of walking into a room and I'm not the most technologically inclined person out there either. So I kind of just wanted to pout and, um, uh, you know, self-pity a little bit. But, um, you know, I shockingly found after a, a week and a half of that 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 wasn't working for me so, <laughs> so I, uh, <laughs> yeah uh, I started going to some of the zoom meetings and uh, was pleasantly surprised go figure um, it did take a couple before I was really uh, you know before I felt like I was getting the hang of it and was a little bit more comfortable um, particularly sharing to yeah. a computer screen mm. Um, but certainly like, you know, we're very, very fortunate in, uh, in this city to, um, to have like a really, I think, tight knit, uh, community of, of, uh, members of AA, queer and otherwise, um, you know, and going to some of the meetings that are online now for groups that I attend regularly and seeing all of the faces that I'm accustomed to seeing um, and who I might not uh, necessarily like people that I might not necessarily call up out of the blue like I would you Tim yeah. but, um, yeah. you know people that I'm still accustomed to seeing and I care about them and I you know want to check in and see how they're doing you know it's been great to to be able to see them in these online um, forums and um you know my my home group held their business meetings so we're still you know getting stuff done um and still have a couple of service positions uh which we're able to um to continue through all of this um and i was able to nab myself like the cookie monster too, so. <laughs> like, like the cookie monster <laughs> like the cookie monster <laughs> what's that <laughs> <laughs> like the snack person, I think. Ah, okay, okay, <laughs> you bring the uh, treats to the meeting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, no, unfortunately, that's uh, been a casualty of of the the COVID crisis. But everyone's their own cookie monster now. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, and we're all on cleanup crew too. But uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. Um, there's a, a another meeting that we kind of sponsor. It's right normally held at vgh but um or at the hospital but uh you know we're doing it online now so i'm able to to host that um which is great because 
service has always been a big part of my recovery and that was uh something that i probably was missing and not even realizing it before um but i i do think that there are a couple like sort of um maybe unintended uh even like extra plus sides to all of this um extra well Wow. Yeah, and that, um, you know, with everyone being on Zoom and all these meetings happening and the attendance being great, it's actually a lot more accessible for, for some people, right? Yep. Um, yeah. Right? Um, you know, I know my, my home group is held in a fairly ancient building. <laughs> uh, it's not uh, oh, not very accessible for anyone <laughs> with mobility challenges or anything yeah. like that. Hey, so. right. Um, to be able to reach those people, that's great. And then also, um, you know, I, I have a friend of mine who uh, was recently in touch with someone who was like telecoming in from North Carolina to one of our queer meetings. Um, no queer meetings in their area where they live, never been oh, to one before, yes. struggling to find a sponsor. That's awesome. Um, you know, so the fact that maybe metro metropolitan centers with like strong queer communities and strong queer AA are able to get that out to people oh. who aren't that fortunate. Oh, um, amazing. That, that love, love, love that. That's cool. Right. So oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, like, thank you. Yeah. Thanks Derek. Um, and yeah, I'll ask the same question to Kai too. Oh, Although the, question? the question was, uh, <laughs> 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 Oh yeah. Like how does, how does, yeah. Your meetings of fellowship. I mean, you kind of shared before about it, but I mean like, how did, how do you find your meetings of fellowship, uh, going through all this? Uh, yeah. So uh, I, it's interesting in that we started a, queer and trans uh, meeting on Monday nights at 8 p.m. Pacific yeah. Standard Time uh, that is not associated with any group, right? So, so a lot of the Zoom meetings have evolved out of physical meetings, not being able to, to gather in person. And yeah. it's interesting though, that there's this bit of a sidewind of additional meetings that have emerged that don't have a physical basis. And so, <laughs> It's kind of a jumping off point uh, th that the situation has created that my hope is will continue for the accessible accessibility from both a physical perspective, but also like um, a queer perspective of like the emotional and, and, and mental um, perspective. So I, I'm actually really excited about what the future holds. And I think we just cracked open something that will save lives, literally. Um, yeah. We think especially among kind of trans people um, and queer people as well, there's just like high rates of suicide, um, some of it related to alcohol and, and drug addiction. And if we can reach those folks um, in ways that we couldn't really before because sometimes physical meetings they're they're not necessarily a barrier but if you think about how hard at least for me it was to get into the doors like emotionally mm -hmm. mentally but if I can click on a link maybe I'm more likely to do that as a as a start right and then That's, maybe eventually get to a meeting right it's so, so true yeah and I, I love that because um yeah because i think we've mentioned it before and i'm glad you shared about that and, and that meeting that you um started uh kai um and, and like what you mentioned too derek is the accessibility for sure to like create the space that everyone or like a, you know anyone can come to because i mean not only like people with physical you know or like um mobile um <clears throat> but like also even people that just might not be able to like get out of the house at that time, mm -hmm. right? Or like, you know, family, you know, but I mean like a broad spectrum of people that like we can connect with now more mm -hmm. through this Zoom, the Zoom thing, right? And I mean, um, yeah, and I, I am, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that might like stick around or like, you know, evolve with, with uh, you know, especially the aftermath of like all this, as well right i mean i too have like started like doing some online things that normally are done like in person and like you know i'm I, I, at first like kind of just like uh derek was saying about even just going to meetings but you know a little like hesitant on like you know a, a 
putting it out there right at first because it's just like it's this new thing and it's just like oh i don't want to have to be at this point that i have to do this now right but um it's actually kind of fun and then like also and 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 to be able to expand the 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 um, the connection from further out right like i mean i hosted a like a yoga 12-step recovery right. meeting that had somebody from none of it and somebody from Ontario in the oh, same, so cool. you know, it, like, huh. yeah, it was the one last Friday, uh, or a couple of Fridays ago, Derek. Um, nice. Yeah, that, I was just like, you know, and it was, yeah, um, yeah, and it was just like, it was so nice to like have, you know, that to be able to share in that space. Because I mean, I hadn't, I, and I, I had known the one person from none of it, but like I hadn't seen them since they moved there, right? So it was really nice to be able to like be able to connect with them in so many ways, right? Through and 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 know that like you know their recover you know recovery brought us here, right? So yeah, like I'm finding that, and um, you know I do miss a little bit of the fellowship. I mean, thankfully there's been some smaller groups that and having this kind of platform as well it has been really really nice to be able to like at least uh check in with like you know a couple people at a time and um you know for, one thing i'll say know, is yeah. i miss hugs i miss that's hugs. yeah i miss big hugs, hugs. Oh my God. where are I they i gotta miss... hug myself now what <laughs> i know I, I have to hug my cat <laughs> which I, I i'll do either way right yeah, right. yeah i miss i miss hugs from both of you too actually um but um yeah and uh to go on the kind of the, the the spectrum of or like the the notion of fellowship and everything too i mean like um you know i i, I just started in a home or a step group last week as well mm, which with wow. just a few people with um actually and 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 kind of facing some of my discomforts because they're people from other groups that I don't normally attend meetings because of certain things. So it's, it's nice to be able to uh, kind of face some of those, like, you know, those things uh, head on and then actually build another, another bit of community and build another, like, you know, another circle of, you know, of, um, you know, like-minded people, just like what the meetings are all about. Right. And it's, yeah, it's like a nice small group as well. So it's like, and we do it, meeting and then a check-in as well like throughout the week so it's like keeping us you know always like you know at least you know um connecting right so i i've been finding that like yeah the zoom thing's been like you know um still still a great like platform to be able to um yeah connect connect with folks too right and you know even just do one-on-one -on -one calls too i've had a mm. few of those as well which has been nice yeah <laughs> that's awesome it's important. Yeah. yeah, it's super important. And also, it's my first time I've done a step group. So. <laughs> what? Leave it to yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, I'm my sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> look at me, look at me. Way to go, Tim. Prizes. <laughs> Give me prize and praise. <laughs> no, wait a second. I'll do the emoticon. There we go. Oh, there on, we go. On Zoom. Oh. Zoom emoticons. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe it's like, just your jazz hands. Yeah, yeah. Or, oh, yeah, I'm sure you can. You won't actually... be able to hear those in the podcast. No, no, yeah. no Although not. you can't hear the thumbs up from the reaction. So. <laughs> I can describe uh, it. Can do... I'm just going to try something. Oh. oh, I can just send a chat and just send a heart. <laughs> oh, <laughs> heart. Oh, so Everyone. Sweet. So we can secretly talk, and that's what I've heard. Actually, uh, it was at a meeting yesterday that somebody was mentioning that they went to a, like a really big meeting, and that like the chat, the chat and the zooms are just like constantly like mm. going right. Was that oh, right? Right? You right, were yeah. there. You were there, Kai. I know. Of course, nobody can see what it looked like Kai's giving me right now, but yeah, <laughs> uh, he was totally like giving me the like, what are you fucking talking about? I'm getting confused. There's also queer parties online where oh, you okay. can do like chats with individuals, but that's another okay. matter altogether. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like um, that some of the bigger meetings that have been have that they've been mm -hmm. hosting on like Zoom and stuff like that, where like people are like connecting and just like, and it's just a scrolling down like list of like, you know, just people commenting or like you know whatever yeah. um yeah i haven't been to any of those really big meetings yet like i mean like the most i've had like or like yeah it's been like 20 or 30 you know yeah. so i was at a speaker some... meeting on saturday 
with was that the eight, one? 800 people in attendance. That's the one that um, I think Lee, or the, another member was talking about, Kai. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It was a, yeah, there's a, yeah, I'm not going to share it. This is a local but. speaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was the same one. And like, it was just like lists of like, you can see all the people's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's pretty crazy. Chat was it good? Forever, Did you yeah. enjoy it? It was good. It was cool. It's, it's kind of neat because right now it feels like every weekend is like a huge international roundup, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like every, uh, every Saturday night, there's one of these meetings with like, you know, I've, I've been in a couple with like 300, 400. That was the biggest that, that I've been at so far, but hmm. I don't know. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. And like there was something, because I think they like started it like right when it happened. And then, yeah, there was some... Somebody was giving us the lowdown of like that meeting and how they had to like almost like divide it into other things, right? Mm. Like, yeah, it's super cool. Anyways, yeah, loving the Zoom right now. <laughs> yeah. If anyone has stock in Zoom, like this would be the time. Yeah, like definitely two weeks ago would have been for the time them. to like, get in on that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, what a great little chat, everyone. Uh, yeah, do you have any you. follow-ups there, Kai? No, uh, that's it for me. Yeah. But it was, anything, I really enjoyed it. leftover for you there, Derek? Yeah, that's that's great. Um, thank you both for having me on. That was yeah. really nice. No, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure um yeah just to see you hear from you and have you on obviously um yeah we uh yeah i love your story and um yeah i guess we'll end the recording so um this is tim signing off on the drunk squad thank you so much Derek, and uh thank you kai always and uh yeah keep it clear thanks a lot